Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. Uh, the date is May 7th, 2022. Um, how are you? Um, my week's pretty good. Um, a lot of work. Um, I got back on the DoorDash saddle, more or less, or like food delivery, if you will, whatever. Um, so I was dashing the week away and also doing my main job. So that was fun. <clears throat> oh, there we go. Hold on, burps. <clears throat> Whew. Okay, there we go. There we go. Um, start my morning off with a bunch of candy. I don't know why I'm like this at 31, but whatever. Um, but yeah, my week was good. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What do I have to tell you about my week? Uh, food corner. Uh, I got some pepusas. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh, there's this place uh, up the street from me that apparently opened recently, um, like a Mexican little restaurant, Papuseria. I think I'm saying it right. Yeah, yeah, I think we're killing it. Um, so it was really good. I got a couple. I got one that was chicken and cheese and the one other one was pork and cheese. So they were like nice and, and big and I got all the little, little fixings, I guess, that can come with it. And that was nice. So yes, yummy, yummy, yummy. Um, and then also Movie Corner, I also saw Doctor Strange, I was on it this week, um, so that was fun, that was cool, I definitely would recommend it, I'm obviously not gonna spoil it, but, um, it was cool to see Marvel hit a level of horror, quote-unquote, that, um, is still a Marvel movie that, you know, kids are gonna see, you know, so, it was a nice, it was a nice balance, and and for me, I'm I'm anti spooky boy. Like I'm not into it. Like I try sometimes, but you know, I think the goriest thing, spookiest thing I saw was like Saw. I stopped like Saw Five. I was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> I don't know. I, there's the, most of the classics I haven't seen. So, but still, Sam Raimi is legendary. Evil Dead, legendary. So cool to see um, him on the direction. I think that definitely kind of helped the movie in a lot of ways. And I'm sure people are going to be, like, critical, uh, which I think is always weird, like, people being critical of uh, superhero movies. I don't know. It's kind of extra. Like, you you know what's going to happen. It's like an action. It's like being critical of an action movie. Like, it's just kind of like, why? Why are you doing that? Unless they completely whiff, you know, then then I understand talking about it. Um, but, yeah, that's about it for me. Uh, we can get into some news. Uh, very interesting news week, if you ask me. I mean, not that... They aren't all, but, you know, I don't know. I felt like I was kind of turning and turning and turning and seeing everything was popping up. I'm like, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I was really Owen Wilson. Um, this is a little bit of an uh, kind of leftovers from last week, but it's kind of gone into this week. But um got this from BBC. Uh, Mariupol uh, civilians leave besieged Azovstal Steelworks. Um, essentially, this is, I guess this is like six days ago, so it's still in the, the purview. Uh, at least the article, but um, there was like a UN kind of helped negotiate a corridor, a humanitarian corridor, um, and they got out a good amount of people. Oh gosh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, but uh, not everyone was able to leave. Also, I believe a lot of the soldiers are going to be staying because it requires a surrender. Um, and I believe there was like a quote from one of the uh, the men who are there they're like yeah no we're not gonna lay down our arms it's just not gonna happen you know if the political powers that be are able to make a negotiation that works cool but like we see that that's probably not gonna be the case i mean they've been 
besieged and then they've had people in this steelworks for over i think like two months at this point so it's pretty wild um but after that corridor kind of shut uh the immediate russia immediately went back to like the bombardments and things of that nature it's also believed that they are like actually doing more breaching now so you know i'll keep you posted on that but that's still kind of ongoing um but outside of the actual war um, there's been like some Russian news and um, some, I don't know, some blowouts for some stuff. But we can get into a news story I picked up from New York Post. Uh, Putin to undergo cancer surgery, transfer power to ex FSB chief uh, report. So essentially, what I gathered from this article um, is that like, Nothing is really, like, set in stone. Like, the Kremlin has not, like, come out and actually said anything. They probably won't. So this is, like, kind of just, like, information gathering and and all that kind of stuff. But essentially, from what has been gathered, um, Putin is going to be going through uh, cancer surgery. uh, Like I said, I thought it might be this week, but like I said, there's no word on that plus it might be after the whole victory day thing which i think is in a couple days i think on the 9th so um he's going to be handing over power to uh nikolai Petruzev. uh so you know essentially i'm sure some people are curious like oh you know is there going to be some kind of coup action or things like that um i mean i feel like that's highly unlikely uh, something would have to like really go bad in the surgery or something like that. Um, I guess you could only hope. But even so, apparently from you know what's kind of put up in this article, uh, that Pushchev, Pushcherev, Pushchrushev, Pushchrushev. I'm I'm gonna keep saying it until I hear it. <laughs> but um, apparently he's like as bad or worse. So it's not like it would be a better situation if this guy wasn't. You know, if this guy was in power. Um, and, and that's typically kind of how these things go. When you have, like, a dictator type thing, the pe- the people who rise to the top are the most like that person or potentially worse. You know what I mean? And then these people have climbed the ranks for a reason and gotten to their position for a reason. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, also, to kind of close out our little Ukraine-Russia part... Um, also got this from the BBC News, uh, Putin, sorry for Lavrov's claim, uh, Hitler was part Jewish. So this kind of dropped in the beginning of the week. I heard the apology about, it, I think on Wednesday, um, now Putin and the Kremlin haven't come out and said they actually apologized per se, but they had a conversation with, uh, Prime Minister Naftali Bennett to smooth over this situation that happened. What happened was, uh, Mr. Lavrov spoke to Italian TV on Sunday and this was after the Israel um, Holocaust Remembrance Day. Um, so, you know, it's a big deal. But he, uh, Lavrov was asked about the claim of denazifying Ukraine while there is, you know, a Jewish president. And Lavrov's response was, I could be wrong, but Hitler also had Jewish blood. Um, and then it's um, in brackets... Um, that that Zelensky is Jewish means absolutely nothing. Why does Jewish people say that the most ardent anti-Semites are usually Jews? So that's a big statement to say. And I think you could tell Lavrov immediately kind of opened his mouth and kind of knew he was about to say some dumb shit. But he just kind of said, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to pop off. 
So he says it, and this is just one of those things where it immediately caused backlash because this is like a known like neo-Nazi kind of tactic to kind of wash over what happened and really say like, oh, okay, well, there's this like alleged rumor that like, I guess Hitler's grandma, you don't know exactly what her full ancestry was. So yada, 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 she's Jewish. And, and, and that kind of, I guess, bred a certain conspiracy theory type thinking, a rumor, and people will lean on that and they will say it just like haphazardly to be like, oh, yeah, whatever. And I think sometimes people say it to like make fun of Hitler because of his whole Anglo, like perfect race thing. And it's like, well, isn't it ironic? And it's like, but that doesn't do it's not the own that you think it is in the conversation, because like I said, Nazi type thinking will kind of just use it as like a playback to be like, see, this wasn't as bad as people make it seem. It was just Jewish on Jewish violence. And like, whoa, dude, no, like that's, that's a terrible way of thinking and it doesn't work. It's wrong. So Putin, you know, called Bennett, I guess they had a little chit chat. They worked it out. They smoothed it out. But I was like, wow, that is crazy. Didn't expect to hear that on the airwaves when I was listening to the BBC podcast. So I wanted to talk about that. Uh, some, some national news that are happening in the good old U.S. of A. Um, and I think I'm gonna, this is kind of like the halfway mark, so I'm gonna go ahead and hit it early, if you know what I mean. So Politico got a big news drop, if you ask me. Um, real juicy, big news. Um, and I'll just go ahead and read the title. Um, Supreme Court has voted to overturn abortion rights. Draft opinion shows. Um, I'll read a little quote header under here. Uh, we hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. Justice Alito writes in an, an initial majority draft calculated inside the court. So apparently there was a leak to Politico. That was this 98-page draft. And I'm learning a lot about the Supreme Court as I do this podcast. I'm learning a lot about just everything. I pick it up. Cool, cool. I try to tell you guys about it. Um, Essentially, they came together. And this is also like a big abortion case that has happened. I think it started from last year. or They they had heard testimony from it last year from Mississippi. This big Mississippi abortion case about the timing of when our abortions legal or illegal um you know with Roe v. Wade it's 23 weeks or the viability of the fetus so that's been a concrete thing it's been set in stone that's a decision it's been like a quote-unquote super president super precedent I'm still not saying it right but um and you know this draft that was written it was more or less the consensus thought from I believe the six Republicans more or less saying like, hey, we're all cool with throwing this whole thing out. It's it's crazy. Um, Alito uses the words egregiously wrong. Yeah, he says, quote unquote, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. <clears throat> Whew, giving it to you. Um, but essentially, this is supposed to be just like this group thought from among these people saying like, hey, we're done with it. We're pretty much going to strike it down the next time that you know we're going to rule out our series of rulings this is what it's going to show and we're going to more or less have this consensus thought now granted this isn't a concrete draft like this isn't like 
actual gospel until they actually come out and do it. But this is a big leak because it's letting everyone know now that that is on the menu for this year. Um, Also, it's not something that we've really talked about too much, but we have been talking about abortion. You can kind of see that there's been a ramp up. Um, You know, more laws are getting pushed and passed and signed. Um, It's it's really frustrating to see. And it's also frustrating because I know I live in a state that is, you know, anti-abortion. I think that it's very fucked up. I think that deprives a woman of their right. Um, I think it's crazy that um, a situation where a majority of men who are controlling the wheel are saying, hey, you as a woman, you shouldn't just be able to do this thing. Um, we think that the little baby parts that you have in you that are eventually going to become a human being, uh, they should have a chance. That's their, they, they, they deserve a shot. Um, even though this creates more problems than actual solutions. Um, so I don't know. I, I find that this kind of subject is really hard for me to get everything out on how I feel. Cause it's a lot. Um, and I, I mean, and it's like, well, what do you mean? You don't have any stake in it. And it's like, true. I don't, but I, as a person who was like adopted, I was in a situation where like I talk, I got a chance. I'm, I have a relationship with my biological mother. So we've talked, um, and at the time I was 16 when we had this conversation and she goes, Isaiah, like I was too young when I had you, I was not prepared and everyone knew that was going to happen. And a solution that they told me was, like, you can just get an abortion. Why not just do that? Like, you have your whole life ahead of you. Why not just do that? And, um, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to have you. I, I thought that was the right thing to do. That was my decision to do. And I remember going, like, wow, that's crazy. And I was really Christian at the time, too. So I'm thinking, like, in that kind of mindset and that POV, I'm very pro-life in that state of mind. And I'm like, yeah, wow, it's crazy how that all worked out. Like, God really moved and I'm here, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward, though, for real, my thoughts on it now, like, especially I, I kind of came to this conclusion in my, like, early mid-20s. I didn't care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was just a bundle of things. I did not have coherent thought and this is with my personal living experience i don't have coherent thoughts until i was like four years old nothing mattered nothing mattered to me and honestly not much shit matters to me now if i didn't have the life i had i would not care i wouldn't have known about it i wouldn't have existed just as much as the cool great things that have happened to me the bad things wouldn't have happened to me as well i find that these conversations either side of the coin are very anecdotal and they don't really matter But I do feel like what really does matter is, one, the science that at the end of the day, life at conception is crazy because we're still running the the sim to get this thing to reality, to get it to actual product. It's like saying, like, you have a flashlight before the flashlight is even built. Like, it has to go through the whole process of being assembled, and then it's a flashlight. So these parts aren't a baby. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, and it's crazy to have these kind of conversations and arguments with people. I try to keep it to a minimum. But I do like to kind of just pop it off in the podcast because I do feel a way about these things. I think it's crazy that people, because they have a religious background, feel a need to enact this kind of control for babies they'll never see or know and, and don't matter to them really. But it's, it's just oh, it's such a spooky thought. And also it's a floodgate thing. Um, and I think both sides do realize that from what I've been kind of listening to is they kind of see like the work's not done just because – Roe v. Wade gets turned over. Like, if anything, now it becomes individual, state to state, you're fighting. Um, there are, I don't know if I said that before I got into my long-winded rant, but um, there are like 13 states 
that are going to they have trigger laws. So essentially, the second that Roe v. Wade is turned over, they're going to trigger and ban abortions. I believe, like I said, Ohio is one of those states. I've even heard, a, I think a senator from Loveland is like, yeah, and if you get raped, that's just an opportunity to have the baby. Why would you take away the life of the baby? Like, it's, it's crazy. It's wild. So, I mean, these are going to be no holds barred. Uh, there was a situation that happened in Texas. I didn't get a chance to cover it. I kind of let it get lost in shuffle. But a woman who had an abortion, more or less, um, it was it was an induced miscarriage. Um, I think, you know, it was found out about it, I guess, from the hospital or whatever. They decided to charge her. But once it actually got news coverage, they backed down and dropped the charges. So, I mean, you can tell that these are people testing the waters. They want to make abortion not just, like, outlawed. They want to make it illegal. They want to criminally charge people. They want to criminalize it. And I think that's draconian as hell. I think that's wrong. I also think, once again, we're still at these floodgates. They are just going to go back. Now, Alito, in his little draft, he does try to say that, hey, what I'm talking about here, I'm saying in specific regards to just this Roe v. Wade thing and just about abortion. I do not mean that about, like, gay rights and things like that because Roe v. Wade has been a precedent precedent for about 50 years. Now, there are things like legalizing gay marriage that have been around for even less. And if these conservatives are going to keep pushing their narrative, they're just most likely going to say that that is also a, a, a wrong thing, that this is also egregiously wrong. And they're just going to try to backturn that. And I think that's fucked up. And I think they're just going to keep coming around and around and around and keep covering their issues. Like, they're going to be anti-trans rights. And and I'm also going to say, too, they're going to be anti-minorities. Let's just be fucking real about it. They're going to keep pushing these things. And then what? They're going to give you guns? And you're going to be, quote-unquote, happy about it. <laughs> I think that's just really fucking wild. It really upsets me. It gets my fucking goat. Uh, also, a follow-up to that. Um, just like initial more kind of cause and effect shit. Uh, I got this from Yahoo News. This kind of dropped in my lap. Uh, let's see. It says the fifth. I just found out about it recently, though. I think like yesterday. But uh, Louisiana lawmakers advance a bill that would classify abortion as homicide. So this is one again. This is the criminalization shit. But in this, um, they go it a step further and they bring up the whole idea of like. If you're even stopping the fertilization of an egg, that's that's a criminal act. So they're really trying to come for contraception here. So like like in vitro fertilization, that's going to be an issue. Um, also, the uh, the use of potentially like using an IUD, that's a fucking issue. I'm like, are you kidding me? They're like, well, you know, we'll cross those bridges when we get there, but they want to get this law through. And I'm like, you're going to be sending people to actual fucking court trials and potentially having them fined or going to jail for their their right to choose something like in my mind you're just pushing people out of your state i think that's fucking wild but i also then realized too that this is attracting people um i i so quickly for have forgotten the whole pro-life stance and agenda how it is really a campaign uh just because for me i've always looked at it no matter what my religion was my views that people are people and you should treat them as such and as a man, I have full autonomy to do what I want with my body, you know? Like, as long as what I'm doing isn't hurting someone outside of myself, I'm allowed to do it. 
I'm totally okay within my regard, unless we're talking like actually, you know, jumping off a building for myself, you know, like, I guess that's illegal, but what are they going to do when I'm dead, right? They can't feed me. (laughs) Um, Once again, so I have full autonomy top to bottom. When we're talking about a person's rights as a woman, they should have the same degree. They should have the same control. And once again, when you're talking about that, that little soul inside of you, it's not out yet. It's not there yet. Until we, and this is me, like, I honestly, like, I think that Roe v. Wade is just enough. It's a concession. It is a handshake so that we can agree on this both sides of the aisle. And my personal opinion is until you, it's like the Oregon Trail. You did not make it through the game until you got to Oregon, my dude. You got to get out. You got to get through. If you get dysentery along the way, then you did not make it. You're not an Oregoner, man. Like, I'm sorry. That, so for me, like, terms and all that, yada, 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 you, you, especially with the third term shit, like, I know it's like, oh, Isaiah, you're being wild. You're being crazy. But there are times where medically you can't have the child, and it sucks, and it's terrible, and it's hell. But a person, a parent has to make that decision. A, a hum, Like, a mom or a woman, whatever you want to call her, she has to make that decision, and that's hard enough as it is. Imagine then having to face criminal charges because you had this miscarriage that you had to do you know what i mean it just shouldn't have to be a fight it's a choice it should just be a choice so i know i've gone real long on this shit um once again i don't want my computer to die on me i gotta keep these short and crispy um so i'll wrap up with our page six um the hamber heard uh johnny depp trial uh I don't want to say there was too much updates, but the more I kind of think about it over the week, it was big. Um, Amber Heard, you know, finally got a chance to speak. Um, now, granted, this is kind of like the part one of it, um, and there's going to be a week break. I think they come back. Uh, the trial resumes uh, May 13th. But essentially, this week was just uh, the psychiatrist talking, um, and this was Amber Heard's personal psychiatrist, I believe. And then Amber Heard. So it was a lot. Um, Amber Heard really kind of went through her accounting of things. And it details the abuse in a much darker light for Johnny Depp. And, I mean, it's one of those things where I think in the court of public opinion, she's still taking an L, if you will. Um, She's still taking the loss. Uh, it, It does feel like a very rehearsed coached thing though i will say both sides are definitely coached there's no doubt about that but like just in the way that she describes it and this is my pov is it really does feel like she can remember all the gruesome details and things like she goes into um in one story it's really highlighted in a yahoo news article but um that johnny depp penetrated her with the liquor bottle um, and I think this is her recounting of a situation where he gets his hand cut by Amber Heard, according to him. So it's just a very back and forth situation. But from her, she's describing it like, oh, I didn't like cut a bottle on his hand. No, he like raped me with a bottle, then goes on this crazy rage tangent. I go to bed, I wake up, and then here's all this bedlam, and he's cut his hand, all this stuff. Um there's a lot of retelling of things that are just very different. She doesn't really describe any of her physical violence, even though it is recorded in text messages. And, you know, I think like in other testimonies from other people, um, she just recounts it very differently. She only recalls the time that she punches Johnny, 
because there's a situation where Johnny is going to go for, I believe, Kate Moss or something. Uh, I think it's not Kate Moss. I'm not quite sure. But, like, she goes for, like, her sister as a sibling. And she's like, no, I wasn't going to let that happen. So I punched him. And he didn't go for her. I think she was recalling uh, that Kate Moss fell down some stairs. That's what it was. I'm sorry. I got twisted up there. But it was her sister who that Johnny was going for, according to her. And she's like, I stopped that. I punched him. Um, She recalls the headbutt. Like, he headbutted her. Not so much in which Johnny said. I was, like, defending myself holding her detaining her and we had butted like we we kind of like locked heads potentially so i mean it's a messy case um the big source i got for info was definitely from the nbc news definitely just kind of gives you a good like blow by blow um as well but i mean man it, it is one of those things where i i still feel like like, Johnny's winning in the court of public opinion, but it definitely remains to be seen how it's going to go in terms of an actual verdict. Um, in America, it's very hard to prove defamation. He tried this in the UK, and it didn't work then. So most likely, he's not getting the 50 mil. Most likely, Amber Heard's not getting the 100 mil. But, um, I mean, there is a chance that, like, after this... Now that, quote-unquote, the whole story's out there and people can kind of really say for themselves, um, you know, maybe Johnny Depp can get some more work or something. I don't know. Uh, I personally, I really don't care. I'm kind of cool on Depp movies. I mean, they're fine. I mean, I still would watch uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. At least, like, one to three, right? I don't know how many there are now. But, um... But yeah, I mean, that'd be dope. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I'm a Pineapple Express fan. So yeah, I I do fuck with Amber Heard. I'm just going to, full disclosure, uh, I don't really care about their actual real lives in terms of like, oh, who am I standing for? Because I think they're all doing their own thing. And that's none of my business. I'm staying out of rich people's business, at least in that regard. Um, But that wraps it up. Uh, That's pretty much all I got. Um... I will have another episode where, where you know, we're going to talk about some more stuff. Um, I got a Patreon. That's uh, patreon.com slash Isaiah News. You should check it out. Any dollar subscription amount, like, that helps a lot. But $5 will get you Discord access, get you a shout-out on the podcast. I say your name, all that good stuff. Um, you can also reach me at IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. And uh, that's all I got. Hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. Thanks for stopping by. Love ya. Mwah.